Don't miss the freedom streams where you will be impacted with powerful life-changing messages by Pastor Dennis Mato. Come on, do you know it? Just sing it with me. My soul Don't miss the freedom streams where you will be impacted with powerful life-changing messages by Pastor Dennis Matos. Come on, do you know it? Just sing it with me. My soul Freedom experience. Experiencing Christ. All divisions, confusions, denominations, and problems come from these two sources, doctrines and gifts. If we are frank and honest, we will admit that the more doctrines and gifts we have, the more divisions we have in the church. Every division and denomination is built up on either a certain doctrine or a certain kind of gift. I am standing here to challenge this. My attitude is toward Christ, not toward doctrine. I don't like to talk about doctrine. We simply need to help people to believe in Jesus Christ, to personally receive him as their savior and the son of God who was incarnated as a man, died on the cross for our sins and resurrected on the third day. Then we need to help people to love this Christ, to know this Christ, to experience this Christ and to be built up as a church to experience this Christ. As long as we do that, that is wonderful, that is good enough. Let us forget everything else. Let us love Christ. Let us know Christ. Let us experience Experience Christ. Let us enjoy Christ. Let us be built up as a church to experience and express this Christ. Freedom experience. Experiencing Christ. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power of revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ. Freedom Experience Zone Radio. Enjoying music. Enjoying Christ. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. Welcome to Freedom Streams brought to you by Freedom Express Ministry, Makindye Kampala, Uganda. These teachings express the triune God in His Word as life to impart, light to shine, grace to enjoy, and truth to realize. And now, let's listen to Pastor Dennis Matumba. Thank you. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. We bless the Lord that we are back to uh, our program, Freedom Streams, whereby we enjoy Christ through His Word. This is Pastor Dennis Matovu, author from Kampala, Uganda, Freedom Experience Ministry, where we experience Christ. And we are talking about a wonderful, long teaching that is so important, that is our burden as a ministry to dispense, to reveal this Christ, to minister Christ to you wherever you are. I request you that you may share our radio, you share our ministry app, you share our podcast, share, share so that people get blessed, share so that you become a, a, our fellow minister, our fellow worker. May the Lord bless you as you do so. You can get our application in Google Play Store, just search for Freedom Experience Ministry or search for Freedom Experience app. Begin to download and put it on your phone. Those of you that are listening from your laptop, from your computer, God bless you. Thank you those that are sharing and that those that are using the, the um, listen to our radio in your offices. God bless you those that are, are listening to our radio while you are moving in your cars. God bless you those that are everywhere, wherever you are. God bless you. This is Pastor Dennis Matov and I am here on Freedom Experience Radio to bring you a wonderful teaching program called The Freedom Streams. And here we are talking about the episodes and, uh, and uh, our theme is about the experience of Christ. We are now come to the 16th episode. This is episode 16 concerning this experience of Christ in the books of Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians and Philippians. We are still now in the book uh, of Ephesians which is our fourth book. That means if you are listening right now, just know you have missed three other books. That means you have got to go on our podcast. Then you search for those episodes of the experience of Christ so that you follow and learn and be blessed. God bless you. God bless you. We love you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for these people. Yes, uh, we want to now continue with our episode 16 and we are uh, seeing the experience of Christ. We are in the book of Ephesians. And the biggest point in Ephesians is the experience of Christ. Concerning the experience of Christ, there are seven items uh, that I'm going to mention in this program. Uh, five of the items are being strengthened into the inner man. That is in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16. Another one is being renewed in the spirit of the mind. Okay? Being renewed in the spirit of the mind, that is Ephesians 4.23. Another one is growth, growth, that is verse 16. Another one is building up, building by the growth, that is Ephesians 2.20-22. And, and another one is fighting the battle, you see, that is in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. Now, these five items, that is strengthening, renewing, renewing growing, building and then fighting now that you first be strengthened you renew your mind uh, you are strengthened in the inner man that is in your spirit then you are renewing your soul life in the mind then you grow in this Christ and in the uh, Christ that you have renewed into then there is a building in you the building of the body and the building up of yourself in Christ so that you are able to stand in Ephesians chapter 6 and fight the fight of faith now these are the different items that we see in Ephesians whereby we experience Christ you see now uh, we see these aspects as uh, they are so 
important in the church, the aspects of the experience of Christ. And before we experience these items, we must realize two additional items on top of these. First, we have to realize that we are in Christ. You have got to realize that, that you are in Christ. Okay? And in Ephesians, the phrase, in him, all in whom, is used many times. If you want to see that the entire book of Ephesians is about Christ and the experience of Christ, you'll find a lot of phrases that say, in him we are, in whom we are, in him. So those, in other, let me give you some verses in the book of Ephesians. When you see uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4, also 1 verse 7, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 10 and 11, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 21, to 22 Ephesians chapter 3 verse 12 Ephesians chapter 4 verse 21 you see these words in him in whom now all the experiences of Christ are based on the fact that we are in Christ you can't experience anything of those aspects all the facts all the riches of Christ for you to enjoy them first of all you have got to be in Christ. That is, you have got to be incorporated with Christ. You have got to be one with Christ. If I am incorporated with someone, then legally and judicially speaking, I am one with that person. Whatever he has is mine. Whatever I am, he belongs to, to him. Christ has ascended and has been made head over all things. To be incorporated with a poor man is pitiful because once you incorporate yourself with a poor man, you are going to share and to partake on, uh, of his poverty. And if you are not rich enough, you cannot make it. But to be incorporated with a billionaire is very wonderful because once you are a poor person and incorporate with a billionaire, you are going to become a billionaire. He will cater for your debts and your poverty will disappear. So praise God. Because Christ is our billionaire, he's more than a billionaire. We are incorporated with him. He's, he has taken all our infirmities. So we are enjoying his, such, his unsearchable riches. So, you see, this is so wonderful. People often ask us what the name of our church is. What uh, are we doing? You are calling yourself Freedom Experience Ministry. What, what is the meaning of that name? Why do you say that you are people of freedom that are experiencing Christ? You get the point. We may say we are Christ incorporated. We are Christ incorporated. We are experiencing Christ. And day by day, we are doing the business of the Christ incorporation. We are incorporating people and uh, uh, to Christ and we are also enjoying the incorporation. That is, we experience we experience we experience christ what christ is to the body for our enjoyment and freedom glory to god now this is our business in the ministry and this is what we are bringing unto you on this platform wherever you are we are buying and selling christ we are dealing with christ that is our business we are making businesses with christ and we are trading christ we are trading with christ Dear brothers and sisters, I wish to trade nothing but Christ with you. I don't have any other business to do with you, but I've come to trade Christ. I've come to talk about Christ. That we that is our business because we are incorporated this rich man, and we are supposed to share and to make you a partaker of him today. So we are incorporated with Christ, and we are in Christ, and we experience 
Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, the second item we must realize is that Christ is in us. The first one was, we are in Christ. Now, the second one is, Christ is in us. Now, it may appear as if we are confusing you, but this is what the Bible says. Whereas we are in Christ, the scripture says, Christ is in us. Now, not only are we in Christ, but also Christ is in, in us. This is so mutual. That's why the Bible uses in. It says we are in him and he is in us mutually. The same time you are in him, he is in us. This is a mutual, mutual union. Okay? Christ wants to make his home in us. The Bible says he wants to make his home in us. When you come to verse 16 and verse 17 of chapter 3 of Ephesians, you see that, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with the power, with his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may make his home in your heart through faith. Now, we are holy in him, we are holy in him, and he's holy in us. Okay? We are entirely in him and he's entirely in us. We must see these two facts. Christ is in us and we are in Christ. Once we have seen these two facts, then we need the five factors that we mentioned above. Once we see ourselves that we are in Christ and Christ is in us, then we need to begin to enjoy the other five factors which are strengthening, renewing, growing, building and fighting these five aspects of the experience of christ they are based on the facts that we are in christ they are based on the fact that christ is in us hallelujah now in this uh, following series we are about to wind up these episodes we want to see these five uh, aspects of the experience of christ and we are starting with the being strengthened into the inner man being strengthened into the inner man now to be strengthened is the start of the real experience of christ your spirit must be strengthened you have got to be strengthened with your spirit that means before you received christ you had a weak spirit you didn't have even a, a lively spirit it was dead but when you got saved your spirit was revived was enlivened but well as it was enlivened it was weak it has got to be strengthened. Verse 16 speaks of being strengthened into the inner man. You are born again. You have the inner man. You have your spirit. But it's not yet strengthened. It's not yet strong. There are some things you have to do to be strengthened in the inner man. Now, the inner man is a, a very specific term. Originally, uh, before we were saved, we did not have such an inner man. No, we just had, the, uh, it was as if there was a whole, a deadened, a deadened spirit. We had a human spirit, but we did not have an inner man. You get the point. We had only the human life in our soul. Uh, so our soul was a man and uh, we didn't have the inner man of that man. You get, when you got saved, that's when you received the inner man. Now, formally, um, though we were, uh, there was no life in our human spirit, uh, so it was not a man because there was no life, this life, this divine life we are talking about. It was only an organ, a spirit as an organ, but without the life of God in it. So uh, at that time, uh, the Lord Jesus came into your spirit when you accepted him as your Lord and Savior. And he imparted himself into our spirit as life. Christ is our life. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He comes and says that 
Christ is our life. He imparts himself into our spirit as life. Now, there is another life in our spirit right now. And we have the human life in our soul. Even 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 though you uh, even though people are not born again, they have the human life in their soul, but they don't have the spiritual life in their spirit because they have not acquired the life-giving spirit, Jesus himself, through the Holy Spirit. Now, <clears throat> and uh, he, when we got saved, Christ imparted himself into our spirit as life. And now there is another life we are enjoying, that is the life in the spirit. We also have the human life, which is in our soul. And these are the two lives that are in us, the life of the spirit and the life of the soul. And this is where the battle is. You see, in our soul life, we, we, uh, it is making the human person who you are. But now we also have Christ as the divine life in our spirit. So there is now a divine person in our spirit, whereby Paul says that it is not I who live, the life I live now, I live it by the faith. This is the life of Christ. Paul ceases to live with his personal soul life and he begins to learn to live the spiritual life which is in his spirit which is the life of christ and this is what we are supposed to do as born again we are supposed to endeavor to live the life of christ and to cease to live our life okay so our regenerated human spirit has become no longer just an organ no but he has become the inner man there is a life in that inner man that is uh, uh, the, the start of our experience is to be strengthened with this life in the inner man so we see that a person may be immature a person may be even a baby a babe in christ some people are strong and others are immature they are babies and others are very weak some some persons are grown up but some others are immature and they are living in the same church even they are counting years in salvation all are persons but there is also the matter of age and health when we come to church, we'll find all are Christians, all are believers, but some are babes and others are mature. Some are immature, others are mature. Some are babes, some others are grown up. Some are weak and others are strong. These are, this is what is taking place in the church. We have persons, but these persons, others are, uh, they have matters of age and matters of health. Others are young, others are old. Others are health, others are unhealthy, weak, strong. That's what is taking place in the church today. So we have been regenerated, we are all born again, and we have an inner man living in us. But with some, uh, we have the inner man who is weak and young, and even childish or babyish, but others have been strengthened with might in the inner man. They are grown up. They are growing up in the things of God. They are strengthened. They are, they, they are old. They are healthy. They are big in them. They have Christ in them. They have filled. They eat a lot of Christ. You understand? And this is our burden is to see that you eat more of this Christ. Eat more of this Christ so that you cease to be a babyish Christian. Hallelujah. So we often uh, we are often weak in our spirit but strong in our soul. And this is the battle. When your soul is strong then your sp and your spirit weak, you will never overcome. You will not stand to fight. You cannot fight the fight of faith. You can't. When your soul is the one that is strong and your spirit is weak, we need to be strengthened in the inner man. We can demonstrate this uh, in the following way. We, 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 when we come together like in fellowship, we also like to talk. 
uh, we are strong in talking. People can gossip. People can talk. This proves we are strong in the mind and in the soul because we have what to talk about and what to gossip about. If we try to have a time of prayer, however, I tell you, everyone will be silent. The talking will cease and people begin to pray, begin to seek the face of God. Uh, the best way to silence people is to ask them to pray. You hear the entire church is silent, the entire room is so silent because thereby a person is going to now to go inside the another life and live this whole life. Now, without a time of prayer, the brothers and sisters will talk unceasingly. People can talk as they are waiting for their pastor, as they are waiting for their teacher of the Bible. Uh, they can talk as they are waiting for their director in music. They can talk, but when you come and tell them, let us pray, then they will keep quiet because now they are changing from one rhythm to another. You get the point. So we have a lot of sisters that are unceasing in talking. They talk, they talk. If you want to silence them, tell them to pray. Just tell them, let us pray. Because without a time of prayer, brothers and sisters will talk unceasingly. Even if you try to silence them, they will talk. So the best way to silence the people is to tell them, let us pray. Hallelujah. So um, we see that the, 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 everyone can be silenced and so quiet because they are changing realms. And this is because to pray is to exercise the spirit. Most of us, we don't know how to exercise our spirit. If you want to exercise your spirit, simply pray. The more time you pray, the more you exercise your spirit. And once your spirit gets spiritual exercise, it becomes strong. You remember the Bible says in, in, in Timothy that physical exercise might benefit, but spiritual exercise uh, is much more better. You understand? So the talking and, and, and the silence are proof that we are too strong in the mind and the soul and too weak in the spirit. That is why we need to be strengthened in the inner man. We need spiritual physical. And the spiritual physical is prayer. Spiritual physical is when you read the word of God. We need to be weakened a little in our soul life. We need to be weakened in our outer man as we are strengthened in the inner man. You cannot balance the two. So we are too strong in the outer man. That's why we are falling into out of temptation and we are falling into sins and we are making out of mistakes. When a husband and a wife are Jew, they are argue. Their argument is very strong because they are both in the same realm. They are so strong in the soul life. They know how to defend themselves. <laughs> you get the point. But if one of them is stronger and grown up in the spirit, you just keep silent and turn to the spirit. Now, even you, if, even when you want to, uh, you don't want to argue. People they begin to discuss and they still say strong things and they say, "I know this, I know that, I know." Don't joke with me. But when they pray, when the wife prays and the man prays, I tell you, the argument will cease. The, the quarreling will stop. And uh, if we want to say, oh, Lord, I don't know how to pray, but teach me to pray. You have begun to pray. You, are con you have begun to pray. You are contacting the Lord's spirit. In your spirit, you are turning from the soul life to the spirit. The Lord wants us to come to this growth, to be strengthened in this life that we have received. Hallelujah. So we see that uh, in the church, in the church life, and even in the family, and even in the marriage life, we can see that the weakness of the inner man 
has caused a lot of problems. If we are weak in a, in a man, the church will have problems. If you are weak in your inner man, the family and the marriage life will have problems. So we are too strong in the soul life, in reasoning and uh, gossiping and seeing this and that. We need to be weakened and lowered a little. Many times in the family life, uh, those that are married and those that are living with people, we have been tempted to argue about things and uh, you, have, um, you have got to learn a lesson to say, Lord, lower me. Lord, weaken me a little. I think I'm above. I'm, I, I, I think I'm exploding. I think I'm, I'm, over, uh, I'm over reacting. You begin to pray, oh Lord, lower me. Lower me a bit, weaken me a little in my soul life by strengthening me in the spirit. And now, when you like to be weak and you like to be brought to the cross of Jesus Christ, to be slaughtered like the lamb, then a little, uh, a little, uh, there is that uh, um, lowering in you. The Lord will lower you when you accept to come on the cross. Uh, your soul will be made weak and your spirit will be made strong. So this is the way the Lord Jesus was. He was lowered. He submitted and he lowered himself from the spiritual to the flesh life, from the phys- to the physical life. He, he was incarnated, lowered. Uh, when you read Ephesians, Philippians says that he was lowered. He left those higher, higher eyes and he was lowered. And when he was, he, when he was here on earth, in the flesh life, in the physical life, he was also lowered by becoming silent even when he was taken on the cross. And this is how we see uh, Christ uh, becoming victorious because he became strong in the spirit. So, uh, in a proper sense, when he, Christ, was brought on the cross uh, to be slaughtered, the Bible says he was weak. In his soul, he didn't respond to them. They asked him questions. He never responded. They slapped him. He never fought back. He was so weak in the soul. And that's how he was made strong in the spirit. Our spirit, our inner man needs to be strengthened. It needs to be enlarged. We pray that we may have a big spirit, a strong spirit, an enlarged spirit that has eaten enough of Christ. Hallelujah. So now, you see that with this wonderful revelation of the experience of Christ, there are several, several secrets in it. Now, another, inc- another item we are going to see is that uh, Christ, is, uh, Christ, Christ may make his home in our hearts. Christ may dwell in our hearts. We have seen that we need to be strengthened, but also we have got to be renewed in our hearts, in our, in our, man, in our, in our minds. But for us to be renewed, Christ has got to be uh, dwelling in our hearts. Now, the result of being strengthened in the spirit is that Christ makes his home in us. When Christ makes his home in us, then when uh, in Ephesians 3.17, uh, there is the word home. Now, the inner man is our human spirit with Christ in it. Your human, human spirit with Christ in it is what we call the inner man. Whereas the heart includes the mind, the emotion, the will, and the conscience. Four parts in your heart. You have the mind, you have the emotion, you have the will, you have the conscience. And when our spirit, that is our inner man, our, our inner center, is strengthened, then Christ can spread out and take over our mind, take over our emotion, take over our will and our conscience. He spreads from the spirit where, is our, where our spirit is so strong 
then it begins to spread out in the mind, in the emotion, in the will, in the conscience. And in this way, Christ makes his home in our heart by spreading from the spirit. We may illustrate this uh, with a glove. If you know a, a surgical glove. Now, when I take my, I put my hand into the glove, but it is not settled in the glove at first because it is just entering. My fingers are not yet pointed in the right places. You get me? Now, there is still the need for the hand to make some adjustments, to push itself in so that it makes its home in the glove, positioning itself in every point of the finger. You get me? Right. Now, gradually, you see that the thumb gets into the glove's thumb and the second and the third finger and the fourth, they place themselves in those fingers and after some time, the entire hand settles into the glove. This is what it means. Now, Christ is in us, but he may be in us in an unsettled way, like the way you put your hand in the glove, but it's not yet fitted in the fingers. We have Christ in our spirit, but it's not settled there. It's, it's, it's even in the corner of your spirit. He can't even come in your heart because you have not settled him. He's not flooding in your heart. So this requires further concentration in the spirit, Father yielding to the Lord, our spirit, our inner man must be strengthened. And when we are strong in our spirit, the indwelling Christ has the ground. Now, he begins to get the opportunity to spread himself into and take over our mind, take over our emotions, take over our will, to occupy every part of our soul life that is to occupy our heart. And then Christ will settle in all our inward parts. is in our mind, is in our will, is in our emotion, is in our hearts. Then he will have not only uh, regenerated our spirit, but now he also dwells in our hearts. He has a home in our hearts. So this is an inward matter, not an outward matter. A person might be in church and he's not experiencing this. Our soul must be taken over. Our mind must be taken over, our mind must be taken over, and the will must be saturated with the Christ. In other words, the Christ who is in our spirit must come and flood into our soul life, into our mind, our emotion, our will, and saturate our heart. At the beginning, when you see that, when you have begun to uh, experience Christ, at the beginning of our experience of Christ, we see that we are regenerated, you are born again, you are a new creature. But now this Christ is not yet settled. It's not yet saturated in you. Uh, you are still falling into a lot of weakness, sins, and uh, a lot of uh, the flesh is in you. Not until you go deeper, you strengthen yourself in the word, in the prayer, and in fellowship. Then this Christ begins to strengthen you, to work within him, work himself in you. Now we have been regenerated. We are, gone, we are born again. We have the spirit of God. And we have an inner man now. But our inner man is still young. He's still weak. He's still small. He's a baby. You have got to feed him. Christ is in our spirit, but he's not dwelling there. Rather, he's imprisoned there. He's not like seated in a free way. Some of us, we have the Christ in us, but he's imprisoned. He can't do anything. He can't speak anything. He can't reveal anything. You are the one. You are still the boss. You get the point. You are still the boss. And our spirit becomes a prison to Christ rather than a home. You get the point. So, once Christ comes in, then 
he may have no uh, freedom in us to move around because we are still having this weakness the soul life is so strong then Christ is like in a prison he has no freedom of movement so now we must go deeper and strengthen our inner man our inner man through prayer and uh, the study of the word and this means that uh, our soul life will begin to now lower and lower and becomes weak and weak and uh, uh, well as our spirits uh, our spirit is being uplifted strengthened with might in inner man now our spirit not our soul our spirit must be fast to be strengthened not our soul so you see with the two men of us it is our soul that is strengthened we have out of reasoning we are too strong in the soul life in our mind we reason a lot uh, we are still following our our strength of the flesh we have got to cast down the soul life and when we are strengthened in the inner man to give Christ more ground then he can saturate our hearts and make his home there god bless you you see sometimes i wonder whether you are following whether you are enjoying whether you are learning but i pray that you learn you follow you enjoy this wonderful teaching of the experience of christ once again the lord bless you this is pastor dennis matov i will come and we continue from wherever wherever we have stopped god bless you For more information or get more of these messages or donate to our ministry, contact us on our Facebook page, Freedom Experience Ministry, or visit our website on www.freedomexperiencezone.com. Or you can call us directly on class 256 777 Thank you.